This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Today I'm going to discuss the first couple of verses from Seneca's letter number four on the terrors of death. And we won't necessarily be discussing the death aspect of this letter today, but there's a really valuable lesson that I take away from these first couple of verses. So I'll jump straight in and we'll see where it takes us. So he says the following, quote, Keep on as you have begun, and make all possible haste, so that you may have longer enjoyment of an improved mind, one that is at peace with itself. Doubtless you will derive enjoyment during the time when you are improving your mind and setting it at peace with itself, but quite different is the pleasure which comes from contemplation when one's mind is so cleansed from every stain that it shines. You remember, of course, what joy you felt when you laid aside the garments of boyhood and donned the man's toga and were escorted to the forum. Nevertheless, you may look for still greater joy when you have laid aside the mind of boyhood and when wisdom has enrolled you among men. For it is not boyhood that still stays with us, but something worse, boyishness. And this condition is all the more serious because we possess the authority of old age together with the follies of boyhood, yea, even the follies of infancy. Boys fear trifles, children fear shadows, and we fear both. End quote. Now, Seneca does go on to discuss death in this letter. However, I thought that this passage uh, really deserved a whole episode to discuss it and, and go through the lessons learned, because I just think it's such a beautiful way to set up this letter, and the, the message is so strong. So, let's go back to the start. You know, he says, Keep on as you have begun, make all possible haste, so that you may have longer enjoyment of an improved mind, one that is at peace with itself. So firstly, you can see Seneca's aim here, right? Like he really wants us to be aiming at that peace of mind, you know, the mind that is at peace with itself. And I really like that he suggests here that the reason why you want to aim at a mind that is at peace with itself is so that you'll have longer enjoyment of it. You know, death is on its way. It's always coming towards us, right? And it's always here. I mean, as, as you learned from the, the previous episodes, death is always happening, right? And so why wouldn't you want to rush towards that that peace of mind, that mind that is at peace with itself, so that you have that longer enjoyment in your life of that kind of mind? And it's almost as if he's suggesting that there is kind of a destination here. You know, there's kind of like a point of no return where once you gain this kind of wisdom, this kind of perspective on the world around you, there's no turning back and you, you can enjoy that kind of mindset for the rest of your life. And this is a thought that I think that we can get behind. You know, there's a great quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he said, the, the mind once stretched to a new idea never returns to its original dimensions. And I think that that's true. And I think that we know that that's true because, 
you know, when, when you gain a new wise insight into yourself, new self-knowledge, new personal insight, right? Or when you learn something amazing about the world that completely changes your perspective on the world, changes the way that you see everything around you. It's like, it's very hard to lose that newfound perspective, that newfound idea or principle from, from your mind. And I don't think Seneca is talking about here, and I'm certainly not talking about just filling your mind with facts, you know, just filling your mind with information. You know, what we're talking about here is wisdom. It's like putting new shades on so that everything that you see around you is different to how you saw it before. And, you know, in the past year of my life, especially, I have absolutely had those moments where, you know, once I have really thought about a philosophical concept or a theory or, or something that is going to change my perspective, when I really think about it deeply and, and when I spend time with that concept, you know, man, like there's no going back. You know, when your perspective of the world around you changes, there is no going back from that. At least is that that's how I have experienced it in, in my life. And I really like this second part where Seneca says that, you know, yeah, you may derive joy from the process of, say, polishing your soul or finding that new perspective or the way that he puts it here, uh, from setting your mind at peace with itself. But quite different is the pleasure which comes from contemplation once one's mind is so cleansed from every stain that it shines. And that's a really beautiful image that Seneca sets up here. You know, this is where I think that, you know, Seneca is really at home, you know, when, when he's able to almost infuse poetry into his writing. It's beautiful. You know, what would it mean for you to polish your soul so that it shines? You know, what kind of images does that bring up in your own mind? You can get a sense that if you were able to reach that kind of destination, then sure, contemplation and, and your philosophical work would be enhanced tenfold, a hundredfold. You know, your, your enjoyment from these practices would be so much greater. And the next part of this letter I really enjoyed where he kind of goes on to say, well, you know, you, you felt joy when you laid aside your garments, you know, your garments of boyhood and donned the man's toga, you know. It's essentially, you, you felt joy when you were coming of age and you were accepted into manhood. But what Seneca points out here is that just because you're older now does not mean that you are wise and it does not mean that wisdom has initiated you among men. You know, there, there are kind of those two levels. Yeah, you might be a little bit older and you might have that authority of age, like he goes on to say, but what's way more important is that you do the work to leave your boyish mind behind, your mind of boyhood behind and let wisdom take its place. And that is truly when you will be initiated into the realm of men. And I think that this is such an important message for so many people, and absolutely myself. You know, Seneca is essentially saying here, listen, grow up. It's time to get wise. Just because you're old, you know, does not mean that you're wise, and it doesn't mean that you have true authority. And he goes on to say that. I think that it's really interesting that he says here that, you know, our follies are made worse because we have the authority of age. 
And I think it's really interesting to kind of break ourselves down into these two compartments of age and wisdom or age and your mind. Because we all know somebody who is 30 or 40 or 50, but they actually have the mind of a 20-year-old. You know, and I, and I don't mean uh, impaired in their mind, but what I mean is they have the wisdom of a 20-year-old or the wisdom of, you know, we, we, we all know people who are, say, 25 and they have the wisdom of still, you know, 15-year-old. Uh, and, and so there are these, you know, these two ways that we progress. We progress constantly and steadily over time in our age. But wisdom, that's something that you have to take care of yourself, right? That's up to you. And that's not just going to come with age, right? I think that a little bit of wisdom comes with age. And I certainly know people who do have the wisdom of age uh, because they've seen things in their life and they've experienced things in their life. But, but, but true wisdom is something that you can and should be seeking no matter what age you are. And I think that an important lesson and a rule that we can take away from this passage from Seneca is never let your age, no matter how old you are, make you think that you shouldn't be polishing your soul or doing the extremely meaningful work of changing the way that you see the world and changing your mind. You know, that's something that is absolutely your responsibility. And, you know, whether you're really young and you're thinking, well, I don't need to study yet, or whether you're really old and you think, well, it's just too late for me. You know, age doesn't mean anything when it comes to philosophy. Philosophy is something that we practice no matter how old we are. And so I really like this passage because Seneca is saying, listen, grow up, not in your age, but in your mind. Allow your mind to make you wiser than your age. Allow your mind to make you a more fully formed human being. Allow it to come to peace with itself. I think that's a beautiful aim to, to move towards. And I really hope that you consider these ideas and, and, and these lessons uh, for as long as it takes for you to see how it could apply to you in your life. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next time. <music>